Welcome to the After Hours Sessions podcast. I'm your host, D-Rock, and today I'm joined by an awesome guest, uh, someone who, a fellow, at least I'm not sure where she was born, but definitely a fellow Pennsylvanian person like myself, so that's really cool. I'm Philly. She's up in the Pittsburgh area, but it's really cool to have her on because I've been a fan and seeing that she's just doing awesome work, so welcome the one and only Chloe Cummings. Chloe, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you, D-Rock? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Now, I'll ask you, are you from Pittsburgh or do you just live there right now? Well, actually, I, well, I guess I'd have to say I'm kind of from here at this point because it's the area I've lived in most of my life. I've been here since 2002. Um, I'm actually, it's funny you say, fellow Pennsylvanian, but I was born in Philadelphia, well, the Philadelphia area in the suburbs. Oh, really? Where at? Yeah. So I lived until I was about eight or nine. I lived in Montgomery County in Rockledge. And then I lived in Bucks County up in Churchill. Oh, okay. I was 14. Yeah, I was, I'm in Bucks County. Oh, where at? Uh, Bristol. Okay, I lived like, on Bristol Road. Yeah, yeah. Up. Okay, look at that's cool. cool. Look at that. Cool. It's connection. funny. I actually met somebody. It's a small world. I met somebody doing this who was in my junior high. Really? Yep. And I went to a very small junior high. I went to like a. I would have gone if I stayed. I would have gone to a really big high school, uh, which is Council Rock High School. But I went to Richboro Junior High, which was small, and this guy was. Two years ahead of me, but we got talking, and we had, like, a mutual person we knew, so. Oh, it is a small world. It It is. is. That's really cool. Okay. So what brought you out to to Pittsburgh? I've moved around a bit. After after my family moved away from the Philadelphia area, we lived in Iowa. I went to high school in Iowa. And then uh, I got married. I moved to Boston for a bit. And my parents wound up in the Pittsburgh area. And when I decided I wanted to start a family, I wanted to be by parents, somebody's parents. Uh, his were in Iowa. Didn't want to be in Iowa anymore. <laughs> and uh, so Pittsburgh it was. And kind of here for a little bit, at least a little bit longer. So, yeah, that's how I made it out this way, no, back that, to Pennsylvania. That's really cool. So, and also hearing that, which is awesome, that you, you know, interesting that you were in Iowa which is like a big, I know Pennsylvania's a big wrestling state, but Iowa mm-hmm. is too. Were, were you a fan of either amateur wrestling or pro wrestling growing up or any kind of combat sports like that? Or Do you know what's crazy? Like, absolutely not. No, back then, I, <laughs> I, I don't have your typical, like, I guess what most girls um, or most girls I've talked to in this industry um I guess most of their stories are are a bit different than mine in that respect. Like I really did not know much about wrestling or any of this until really until after I started doing it. So it's kind of, kind of an interesting story. So no, and I know that Iowa is, is known for that now, you know, but, but back then I was very different and no, I wasn't into any of it. And everyone always asked me like how I got so strong. No, I did not live on a farm. (laughs) (laughs) It was not like that. I lived in an area where there were lots of lakes. It was like a vacation area in the summer. So it wasn't your typical uh, Iowa area. But yeah, no, I wasn't. Now, were you into any sports at all or were you strictly? I tried a lot of sports. Um, 
I, I feel like I would have been, and I, I get asked this a lot. I feel like I would have been good at sports. Um, I was always tall. So when I moved to a new school in Iowa from Philadelphia to Iowa, of course, you know, they're like, Oh, you should play sports. You should play basketball. And I hadn't really tried that before. So when I moved to Iowa, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm tall. <laughs> but like, I didn't know how to play cause I hadn't played before. Um, so back then I had absolutely no confidence in myself and I didn't know how to play. I didn't ask. And I was just, like I said, I was a totally different person. Um, so I was, I just didn't do well. I think now, now, like I actually recently tried to shoot some baskets. I'm not too bad at it. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I was always very athletic looking as well. Um, so I think a lot of people you know, thought, oh, she'd be great for this and that. But like I said, if you don't have confidence, then, you know, when you try things, I was very into the arts. So I kind of went that way more mm -hmm. into the arts and music. Um, so that was kind of the route I took back then. Now yeah. I get to use both. So it's yeah. Cool. Now, I, I definitely want to ask you about the arts. I, but I just wanted to because um, I know for me, like I'm a naturally just like a thicker built guy. And I, you know, am and was a fan of sports, but I remember when I went to high school, I, I had played football, like touch football, but that my high school was the first school I went to that had a football team. So everyone saw me as like a thicker built guy and they were like, oh, you got to play, you'd be great. And for me, I felt pressure because I was like, well, I never played with pads on and what if I'm not so good or, you know, people are putting this expectation on me. Like, for you, like, I'm wondering, being, like, taller always, and then you go to a school and they're like, oh, you got to play basketball, you got to play basketball, were you kind of like, oh, that'll be cool, like, a way to connect with people, or did you feel pressure because you're like, I never played and I know I'm tall, but I don't know this game? Um, it was, it was more like I was trying to connect, I thought that would be a good way to make friends, but because, because I sucked at it so bad... <laughs> <laughs> it kind of backfired. So I got made fun of instead. Oh. And, you know, my whole life I'd gotten made fun of. Well, not, not too bad because everybody gets made fun of, you know. But, like, my thing for getting made fun of was being tall. Um, so I guess I was like, oh, let's put this tall thing to use. I'll make some friends. I'm in a new area. Like, I'm like, oh, maybe, like, I'll get to be a cool kid for once, right? Because I never was. <laughs> And now it backfired because I was just, you know, I was so awful. My poor parents having to go watch me. But I tried. Like, I never gave up easily. Right. So I really, like, my whole freshman year in high school, I, I stuck to it. I played basketball. I don't know why because now I am not one of those people who, like, if I don't know how to do something, I will admit to it and I will ask and I will want to learn. And, Yeah. I don't know why I didn't do that back then, but you know, I got through it, made me who I was. And yeah. later in life, you know, I found out, oh my God, I'm kind of athletic, kind of, right? Turns yeah. out I could have been very athletic. I kind of wish I would have tried, but you know, it's okay. Less, you're doing it now. <laughs> I'm doing it now. And you know, and it wasn't that I, I wasn't athletic because I, I always like, even back then, like I went to the gym, I like to run, I like to work out, but like as far as the sports go, went. You know, I just, I don't know why I wouldn't ask. Mm. Now, was that, did you have, because I'm not sure if your family is tall or any, but like, even though like, I, and I hear you and you say like, we all get made fun of, but it still can be a lot. And especially, you know, I've noticed it 
even tall, you know, young boys or you know, young men who are tall, they feel it like you know, being like stick like sticking out like that. But especially as a young woman, like how was that? Like being taller? Like did you have anyone to kind of help you through that stage of like, you know, you're growing into who you're going to become and you're not yet confident with it? Um, I mean, my parents were always very supportive. So like, if I if I ever, you know, came home upset, you know, so-and-so doesn't like me or this is what they said, what, they, were, they were very good with that as far as encouraging me and you know, telling me how wonderful I was. And, oh, I mean, usually they were like, oh, you know, they're making fun of you because they like you, you're being paranoid, whatever. But, like, um, you know, nobody was abnormally tall in my family. My mom it's like, for a woman, I guess she was 5'7", five, 5'8", five, so, like, I mean, that's not short for a woman. Um but I'm 5'10", so that just made a little bit of a difference to go, you know, a little bit over that made enough of a difference. I say to people all the time now, like all the guys that I session with that like love that I'm tall and bigger than them. And I'm like, where the hell? Because I know all these, most of these fantasies of these guys that have them seeing me today, you know, started when they were younger, right? So I'm like, right. where the fuck were you guys when I was younger and I was asking so-and-so to the dance and he, or my friend was, right? And he was like, what? I had a really, like, embarrassing last name, too. My yeah. last name was, I'll just throw it out there. My last name was Niklicky, right? Okay. <laughs> so that I got made fun of for, too. He'd be like, Niklicky? But she's so tall. I can see up her nose. Like, I was like, where were you guys back then? Because all the guys, of course, have their growth spurts later. Like, when yeah. you're junior high. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they were too shy because I was nice looking, you know, like, I don't know. I was a bit strange and awkward and ditzy, but like, yeah, I no, don't you know. were You were a kid. You were too. Yeah, you're a young <laughs> person. We show, show me a kid who isn't strange right? and awkward. Right, at some point. Yeah. So right. I, I totally get that. No, no. And now, did that help? Because that's really cool that you were into the arts and theater. Like, how did that love, like, start for you? Um, I don't, I mean, I was, when I was real young, like, it was more like, oh, you know, I want to be famous, and like, I don't know, I'd watch the movies, and, and that was my thing, but as, as I got older, and I realized I had a good voice, and, and that I could actually, you know, act, and, um, that I was good at those things, it was just, it was fun for me, and, and because I didn't have I was very shy when I was when I was young. Um, it took me a bit to have the confidence to, you know, because once again, and even now, it's like it's all about having the confidence to get out there and do things and and to get out there and like show your voice. So like I had a good voice when I was younger, but to let it out and and be loud enough for people to hear it, right? right. Um, but by the time I got into high school. Um, as I got older, I was able to do that. And when I let it out and people recognized it and I started getting parts in, you know, the high school musical and, and, and that is when I realized, wow, I'm actually good at this. I really enjoy it. I might even be able to make a living at this. So I actually went to college right after high school for theater. Right. Um, I didn't want to finishing school, uh, but I, but I did start by going for theater and uh, I did some, I did some stuff after that too. It was like some very low budget movies, horror movies, especially. And oh, wow. uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of, 
I did that. I did some community theater. I didn't take it too far um, because life just got it. You know, I, I wasn't making money doing it, obviously, at first. Nobody really does. And I had to work, you know, a second job. So it was just kind of, and then I had kids. And so life just kind of got in the way and I kind of put it to the side for for a bit. But uh, uh, it always remained a passion of mine. That's really cool. Now, the first question, because I kind of a couple years ago dabbled in like behind the seat, like working like stage crew. And then also like I did like a, had a little part in a play but what i kind of found out for me is like i'm a movie i you know the theater's really cool and i I like going to shows but my love is more like for movies than theater now is mm-hmm. that kind of like the case for you or do you love both equally are you more of a movies person or like a theater person um i would say both really um i don't know It'd be nice to get out to the theater again now that we're able to get out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? I was looking at it's... some shows recently, honestly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean both. I love them equally as well. I guess I guess when I started doing theater stuff like in high school um and then after and going to see shows like that definitely it kind of it kind of depends on, on what I'm doing. If I'm going to see a lot of shows or I see a really good show like a couple of years ago, I went and saw Hamilton on the stage and that was i mean then suddenly i was into theater again you know when you yeah, see a really good performance like that you're on like cloud nine I'm absolutely like, i want to go audition for something and <laughs> you know what i want to do it you know with doing this job now too i'm like i want to make a really good clip with lots of acting and <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to see the acting you know not with what i do or not much of it a little bit but certainly not like I was like, I was like ready to make musical fetish videos. <laughs> I, I, was I so think, excited. I think you'd be surprised that you know. Obviously, the people want to see whether it's the lifting carry or the rest. Like they want that's the the meat of it. But mm-hmm. seeing like other like performers do like really like cool like in an artistic way, either the way it's shot or whatever. Like I, I think you'll be surprised how many people really do like that are into that. Yeah, you think yeah. there's a marker for that? I could do some singing while I, I lift someone. <laughs> I think so. I think I think. Hey, why not try? I think I might try it. Why not try? But I think so. I think that's really like. And I, I guess I'm. I'll pivot back to how you like found out about this. But ha, were you surprised that your background in theater kind of like applied? Like you could like carry it over into like doing like fetish and session stuff. I was. It, it actually, yeah, it, it's a very interesting way that I kind of circled around and was able to do, you know, something in my original chosen profession, so to speak. So, and it's funny, my mom was the first one to point that out because she hated, my family knows I do this. They learned out, or they found out pretty early on mm-hmm. and she, was, she hated it especially. And the one thing she said to me as, as they started to come to more acceptance of it, she's like, well, at least you're working in your field. <laughs> <laughs> at least you get to do acting. <laughs> oh, wow. That was so, that- yeah, but it is cool because I do get to use that. And I get to use it not only when making like clips, but I get to use it in sessions too because Absolutely. they do a lot of role play. And I love the role play. And it is like... Yeah, I'm using my acting, and it's great. And it's funny, too, because, well, I'm pretty good at it, usually. And 
<laughs> people be like, sometimes they get the role plays get pretty extreme and people will be like, like I'll, I'll come up with various crazy stories. Like sometimes I mix in some comedy and I'll say some things and, and I'll actually sometimes pull some real stuff like out of my past. Some, some of it'll be complete bullshit. You know, right. people will be like, wait a minute, is she serious? Did she really do that? Like, I told somebody I killed someone one time. It's like, did you really kill someone? I'm like, I guess it was that believable, but no, I did not really kill somebody. That's something. You got. You have them hook, line, and sinker. I know, right? It's fun, though. You know, it's fun to be able to do that. And uh, sometimes we get a good laugh in the middle of the session, too, if they're cool with that, about some of the ridiculous things I say that seem very believable and Oh, it's a good time. No, so like, I hate to put you on the spot here, but if you, what are like some of the, the most like I don't want to you said extreme, but we can see either extreme or unique, kind of like, situations or like role plays like you've been asked to like perform that were like within your boundaries, of course. Like, sure. Um, and I guess as far as the role plays go, they're not necessarily. I don't know if they're unique or extreme in, in themselves. Um, it's more of like the, the crazy things that I will say uh-huh. during them. Um, but example of some of the type of role plays that, that I get often um, would be, oh, I do a lot of, let's see. Oh, where I, where I take somebody, you know, back to my room. They think they're going to, you know, just get some sex or whatever. And I'm like, Ooh, we're going to get kinky now. How about I tie you up? Right. And right. they're like, Oh wow. And then <laughs> they're like, okay, cool. And then I tie them up and I'm like, ha ha, we're not even having sex. I'm just going to torture you and I'm going to beat you up, you know? And then I'm like, then I'm just going to leave you here. And <laughs> then I just start saying all kinds of crazy things. Be like, I'm going to leave you here and I'm going to take all your money and go on a wild shopping spree. And I don't know. I just say some crazy things. I can see that. I can see a guy being like, wait, huh? (laughs) Like what? You're. Are you really gonna take all my stuff? Yeah. Like, like, or before, or before I tie him up, like I'll hold him down, you know, and make him so that he can't leave. I'll run towards the door, you know, hold him up against the door. Then I tie him up, you know. Yeah, that's like, awesome. Yeah, be like the last guy I did this to, you know, it was three days before somebody found, you know, just silly stuff like that. No, and, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what's really awesome about, you know, like kink fetish like this in the session wrestling like you don't have to have one type of background like so there's some who grew up doing like sports and then doing like you know learning jujitsu or judo and then there's others who were in theater and have Mm -hmm. that and it's all like it all can work and it's all exciting and interesting i think that's just so cool how diverse the backgrounds of the session wrestlers are sure you know yeah and there's i mean and I've, I've heard, like, a common thing with people, you know, usually being athletic and, and doing sports before this. But I have actually also heard a lot of people talking about having some kind of performance background as well as far as, you know, theater and, and stuff like that. Which, which makes sense as well because of the outgoing nature of the job, you know. And there is usually a lot of, especially if you're doing um, clips and videos, uh, you're definitely doing some acting. Yeah. So that makes sense. So how did this world kind of get introduced to you? 
<laughs> so, uh, an ex of mine, his girlfriend did this, and he wanted me to help her out with videos. So that's kind of, I had known about her doing this. Um, I never thought it was something that I could personally do. I don't know. I guess once again, it's because I had never really been a sports person, you know, and I knew most of what she did was, was wrestling. Um, I also, I don't know. I'd never pictured. I, first of all, I never knew this existed. Right. Um, I'd never pictured myself in something like this. I was already, uh, pushing 40, you know, so <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't expect myself doing this, but I did some videos with her and, you know, she's like, I, I think you could do this. Actually, you, you might even be good at it. You know, they were, <laughs> they were both kind of like hesitant whether or not I would be okay. But, you know, I was looking to make some extra money. It was the holidays and I was like, ah, okay, I'll give it a try. So, so I did. And then I started doing some traveling with her. You know, I was basically, I was really looking at it at first. Like, I didn't think this was anything that was going to last. I did mm -hmm. not, I didn't know I would be good at it. I didn't even know I would like it. I was nervous as all hell. Like, I was very nervous because I didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing. Um, and before you knew it, I don't know, it opened up this whole new world to me that I actually really very quickly on started to enjoy and then began to believe that, hey, I think I'm good at this. I'm really liking it. And I think I have a shot at doing this by myself. So I started traveling by myself and I was hooked. I was hooked. I had been kind of struggling my whole life financially um, and I had two kids that I wanted to be able to finally, you know, I'd never finished school. Um, mm -hmm. And I kept going back. I'd been going back to school on and off since I graduated from high school in the 90s. So I was, and it was always very, I have pretty severe ADHD. So that was diagnosed very late, but it all made sense in the end. And I think a lot of us in this industry do make yeah. sense to me because yeah. of just the nature of the job. Like it's it's so on your feet and going and there's so much variety to it. I mean, I think it's really good for people with ADHD actually, but, um, it, it did make it hard with, with school for me because I did really well in school, but it was very stressful, required a lot of time. Anyway, I finally was like, you know what? I'm tired of being a waitress. I'm tired of keep trying to go back to school. I'm going to do this maybe, you know, until my kids are 18 or whatever, but I loved it on top of it. And, uh, and I, yeah, I just started traveling by myself and, yeah. and that the rest is history. You know, here we well, are now, um, four years later. I, I want to say you're talking to someone else who's a fellow ADHD year as well. So I'm, see, I'm right there with <laughs> you. I'm right there with you. And I, fun I, times, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I well, if you don't mind me asking, because I was 25 when I was diagnosed, so I was diagnosed later too. How old were you when you found out? 33. Okay, wow, you got me beat. Okay. Yep. And I, I know women, you know, there, people are talking about it more, but still ways to go. Women get diagnosed later than men because of just, you know, their stigma was so much in our society, but even the stigma, you know, 
because I didn't have I could sit in my seat growing up, but my I was a daydreamer and I couldn't focus. I was disorganized, so that's why they missed me. You know, until I right. was twenty five and had a therapist who she has ADHD and she could see it in me after a while and I got tested. But um, right, that's interesting it's that so- you say that though about school and also about this industry and ADHD. Right. I mean, it's so misunderstood. It's like so many people I believe are diagnosed with it that don't have it just because they're hyper. Mm -hmm. And so many people have it that aren't diagnosed. So when I got the diagnosis and and it happened after trying to go back to school again, I was going for nursing this time. Um, You know, it was like a light went on and explained my whole life here. I thought I was always just ditzy and you know a variety of other things so um it was like a light bulb went on it was actually really i don't know a great but traumatic experience absolutely for me if you kind of know you probably do know i what I, mean. I, I do i do and it it was kind of a um it, it's been a process after that you know over 10 years later to to figure out how to deal with it. Now, you know, even after learning what it is to, to kind of, I don't know, treat it. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's and and, and it, it's great for this type of job. Um, because like, like I said, it's, you know, I, I've never liked to just sit around. I like to be on the go. I like the variety. Um, it definitely is not boring. I can't see myself sitting at a desk job. I even get bored with the waitressing thing job now, you know, the waitress job now. But um, it makes the administrative part of this job hard for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and that's uh, a very yeah. important part of this job. And as I've gotten over the years busier and busier, I've certainly struggled with that. But um, but I'm doing it. Like I never thought I'd be running my own business. Like that's a pretty big deal for somebody, mm-hmm. you know, with ADHD like this. No, but, I, but I, yeah, it's. I, I'm glad you said it because on a, on a few fronts because uh, I feel like it's so misunderstood and I try to listen to podcasts and read books. You know, since I found out, you know, for me it's seven years ago about mm-hmm. you know my diagnosis. Um, I try to just get as much information and I think I'm glad you said it because it is like, it's a good thing that, you know, in the long term, it's good to know it, but it is a, like a traumatic experience because so many times either by yourself, I know I speaking for me, I would do it to myself, but also other people where, you know, for school or for you're lazy or you don't care or you're, you're not as good, you know, all these things and that self-esteem just gets beaten down so much. And right. it is traumatizing. And it's also, for me, it was traumatizing seeing that, oh, this isn't something that I was kind of like deep down hoping like whatever it is, whatever I'm doing, I'll grow out of it. And it's like, oh, this is with me for the rest of my life. And it impacts right. so many things. Like I, I, you know, see it in my, my dad and in my, my parents, like, oh, my dad has it. And like, oh, it affects relationships. Like it affects friendships. It affects every aspect that like you kind of think like all right it doesn't like adhd does and it doesn't get as in my opinion starting to do better with attention but it doesn't get the attention of just how serious it really is in our society definitely definitely and and when i learned about it like there was a huge part of me and there still is a part of me that gets angry sometimes that this got overlooked for so many years because as you know 
yeah, what comes along with it is a whole host of things that people don't even realize. Doctors don't even understand most of the time that, you know, all these all these other things that are symptoms besides being freaking hyper and mm-hmm. not being able to focus. So, um, you know, all kinds of other symptoms come from it that they try to treat in ways that are not helpful, you know, right. or diagnose as other things. So yeah and it's still very i mean there's there's still so much misunderstanding about it yeah and then that whole like you'll grow out of it i mean apparently some people do for me as i became you know older and older and more got piled on my plate it just got worse and worse yes, so me too. so and i think that happens way more than people realize you know no, so absolutely no I, and, and yeah. that's that's interesting i been doing you know i had um ari tuckman on the show who wrote a book about adhd after dark about adhd and relationships and adhd and sex and it was really you know hans and i talked to him back in the fall and i do think that and andre shakti came on and talked about neurodivergent versus neurotypical people and i do think like this industry it is like because i i tell you now i have i have i have a desk job like I do, I'm in social work, so I do go out and see people. Like, okay, and that's the part that like you love. You're getting out, you're talking, you're interacting, but then like so much of it is administrative, and it's yeah. It's, and I hate to say it like this because I'm not trying to be dramatic, but it's it's torture. <laughs> it's just it's torture. It's brutal. Like, like it is just painful. I mean, I I luckily I tell people and I relate to you because I got my bachelor's from Temple. But in high school, all throughout school, I was pretty good. I have a good memory. So I could just off of, like, my note-taking skills were always bad. Like, okay. I, people like, yeah. you borrow your notes. And I go, ah. And they think, I'm, I'm not being mean, but, like, you're not going to. I get it. But, like, you're just going to see, like, Abraham Lincoln. And I can know what that means. But you'll just see that with, like, Gettysburg. And you'll be like, what? Like, you know, I could, I'm like, you're not going to get it because I'm not good. But um, I got through Temple really because of like i've had to retake so many courses i didn't know i was undiagnosed at the time um only reason why i got my degree was professors saw me trying and worked with me but if they they had every right to they wanted to flunk me out Mm -hmm. they could have and i wouldn't have a leg at that time a leg to stand on because i wasn't diagnosed but i so i understand and like people like you know i got i did psychology so they're like go for your masters but i'm like even now knowing like and you know trying to medicate it and stuff i'm like and but i have to work and everything and i'm like that was a traumatic experience like i yeah and i've thought about it i've interviewed with people but like i just can't get my maybe it'll change but like to go back to school it was just that traumatic and that difficult because i'm sitting there going i'm going to class i'm trying I'm not like forgetting about it. I wasn't like a partier, so I wasn't like, oh, like I just am struggling with all this work. And and this, you know, session wrestling was a great outlet, honestly, at that point. Like, sure. Like how important it was. Cause, you know, it's the main thing you're doing, whether it's this or a job. So, like, it's great to have that outlet. And I say it kind of helped. One of the things that helped save me because when like your job or school, whatever that main thing is you're struggling at, it does affect that self-esteem and you're just like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get this? And everyone else right. is getting it. Right. Yeah. Oh, I can definitely agree with that stuff and completely 
understand what you're saying there. Sorry, I got to, speaking of, I got distracted for a minute. No, hey, hey, this is the place <laughs> to do it. I'm the guy to talk to. I, I totally get that. I'm with you. I'm with you. No. But I... But there was something about it I was going to say, too, that was really like... I don't know what it is. But, oh, you, well, you were talking about your job in the administrative part. And that's the thing, too. Like, even though there's some jobs that are better for for having ADHD, like, like my job right now, like there is always a part or yours, even with Mm -hmm. speaking with people, like there's always a part. Yeah. That's the hard part. So like you're talking about taking notes. I would always like, mine would start out kind of okay. And then they would trail off where I would fall asleep. Cause when I get bored, I fall asleep. So lectures eventually, I don't care how much sleep I had the night before, how much coffee I had, my attention goes eventually i'm out right yeah. so i've been known too for this job fall asleep during email doing emails oh, like, wow. i just trail off because anything that i have to sit and like focus on for too long if it just my attention so i have to break it up i have to get up and move around and do stuff for a bit and then you know sometimes getting back to it isn't always the easiest but <laughs> yeah you know now with and this, this will connect to session wrestling. Now, with people don't realize with the ADHD, the impulsivity like is huge. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. because you didn't know about this industry, you were nervous, and I know you did it with a friend, which I'm sh- or like you know someone else. You didn't just do it by yourself at first. But how much? Because right. I always wonder for anything, but especially for the the you know the, the women who do this like. And you have those nerves, rightfully so. Like, what gets you over that hump? Like, and part of me now, knowing that you have ADHD, wonders, and it could be nothing at all, but how much would that impulsivity kind of, like, help push you to keep going and to, like, fight through those nerves? Um, yeah. I mean, maybe that did have a lot to do with it. I mean, the whole story behind that, like, we don't have enough time today, but, like, <laughs> nor should I probably say <laughs> that might be for another podcast, but, like, there's so much to that at that time, like the how out on a limb and out of the box that whole experience was when I just kind of like went from from being, you know, a waitress at Olive Garden to jumping into session wrestling and traveling the country and and everything that entailed during that time. So it was definitely it was definitely impulsive for sure. It happened quick out of nowhere you know, one minute I'm just going to Olive Garden. The next minute I've got all these other <laughs> things going on, wow. including, you know, starting to do the session wrestling thing. And, and I mean, it was very exciting, you know, and it was, and when I started, you know, at first it, it was, it was exciting and I felt hopeful cause I could see, you know, maybe I could do this. And then I still remember, and I was actually, it was my first trip on my, on my own. And I was driving into Philly. I can't remember where I was coming from, if I was coming from the New York area, um, because I wasn't coming from the Pittsburgh area, but I was driving into Philly and I was listening to music and I was coming to Philly for sessions and I was so excited because I felt for the first time in the longest time that I found my place. Mm. Like, I really felt like this was for me. I was finally going to be able to support my family on my own, um, doing something that I love, 
that I can do um, that was so freeing. Like, I didn't have to be dependent on anybody anymore. My parents, um, it was just such a good feeling. That's you know, awesome. Find... That's yeah, so and just as I've done this and I've, as I've met people, um, not only the people that I session with, but others uh, who I've worked with, other girls I've worked with in the industry. Like, I remember <clears throat> the first time I met a large group of people who do this was a couple years ago in Pittsburgh. A bunch of people came out here for a cat fight. So I met about six people at once who do this. And I walked into the circle. I was the last one there. I walked into the circle of people and I just felt like I found my people. Like, I think a lot of us are very alike. And yeah. I just felt, <clears throat> you know, there's definitely been some people that I haven't jived with that mm -hmm. I've met um, doing this, but for the most part, the people have been just amazing. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there's, there's a certain, I don't know that we're all alike in a certain way. Yeah. You know, and I just finally felt that acceptance. And I don't know if it's the ADHD most of us have, or <laughs> even <laughs> if we don't know it. But I don't know. I felt like I finally felt my, I met my people. I met my place in life. And, and it was just really cool. No, I, I, that's all, it's on so many levels. It's, and I don't know how you feel, but, um, I'll say it like that's an inspiring story. I, I know probably for so many people who, who will listen to this, but I know just for me, because I'm trying to do that through like podcasting and like finding your way and trying to, you know, like you said, you had that breakthrough kind of moment driving to Philly and like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something I love and I feel like I belong and I feel like, okay, it can take care of my family and I don't have to be dependent on others in that way. Like that's mm -hmm. awesome and like inspiring. Like to keep to keep searching and keep like to not give up because I'm sh I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm sure throughout the the the, the years and the journey, you're wondering, can I do this or can I handle it? or will I ever find that my niche or my place or my my people, like you said? And that's For really sure. awesome and like inspiring that you were able to that you kept at it and kept going with it and and I know there's there still probably are like every human on the planet there's still ups and downs with it but that you kept with it and you're you're happy right no it's it's pretty cool i think it is a neat story you know like who knew this was out there and and it's it's like i said it's some neat it's some like weird random way that that i stumbled across this i mean in a way it kind of is for all of us i guess or, or most of us but but i don't know like it just it's neat the way things work out and all the things there are out there and that if you don't close your mind off to things like what you might find and what you might find that you like um, <clears throat> and, and the people that close their mind to things because they think they're taboo or, or weird or, you know, if I, if I never had my mind open to this kind of stuff, um, and because there was a time, like I was pretty vanilla, you know, I yeah. was pretty, <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, <laughs> boring, let's say. Right. So like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I wish more people would be more open-minded, you know, because I bet there's a lot of people out there that would even love just, like, 
session wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. or just sessioning in general who have these fetishes and these things that they don't want to tell people about and they don't want to explore or, you know, I actually meet them a lot. You know, people that see me, I get a lot of first timers and they're like, they'll be emailing me. They'll be like, I'm not weird. I'm not, I'm like, relax. I'm like, I don't think you're weird at all. If you're weird, I'm weird. I do this right. for a living. I'm right. like, come on, nothing is weird to me. I'm like, you know, the guy sitting next to you on the plane, if he opened his mind to this, he'd probably want to do it. If he doesn't already, he's just not telling you about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, and so. that's why I think it's such a fact, and I wish, like, <clears throat> it's cool that it's, like, like for us, like, people who are into it, but I wish, A, like, to end, like, stigma on all these things, but also, it's an interesting story, whether you're, even as a fan of it, like, if someone who just participates in, you do sessions, or I could see it on your end, like, like even what you had just said, you're like one minute waitress at Olive Garden, and then the next minute you're in role play and like doing like it's like it's kind of like the closest thing, like in a way, like to like that superhero because I it feels like like when I would like especially like the first few times, but I still get it when I'm like you know back in 2012, I'm going like a hotel room for the first time, and I'm like look at me, just average old me in my mind, but like I'm going to this hotel room, knocking on the door, and then, on the other side, there's this this Amazon person, and we're having this like awesome time and connecting, and it's it's fantasy, but it's I tell people it's also like the most real. Oh hell yeah! Like you know, it's like the, the most honest <laughs> and real, and you know, you're there sharing like why you're into this, and like you, it's that feeling of you're my people, you know, yeah, right? You connect like you know, it's it's awesome. Yeah. No, it's really cool. I mean, I'm so happy that I that I found this and that there's I mean, I don't know where I'd be today if I hadn't, you know, mm-hmm. who knows? So, I mean, it's it felt so surreal at first, too, because I don't know. Not only did I not know it was out there, but like because because I didn't know. I don't know. First of all, because I didn't know anything about wrestling in the right. beginning when I started this and and it was so new to be and to me and not something I ever pictured like. And people, as I start traveling, especially on my own, and people are booking me. And I mean, in some cities, I'm getting like eight sessions. And I'm because I did a couple of cross country tours. I'm like, you know, I had a video video go up, and it's number one. And I'm like, <laughs> I felt like the biggest fraud at first, right? I was like, this is insane. Like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm joking. I'm joking because I I also told, you know, I told I told people in my family kind of early on um and i'm like yeah i'm kind of like famous right <laughs> i was like this is just bizarre right and sometimes it's still kind of surreal to me but at this point you know i know i'm not a fraud but it really did feel like that at first you know now i realize you know i am actually good at it and and i have a natural ability for this kind of stuff and all in even in the athletic way right mm-hmm. um i don't have training but but yes, I am strong and, and I'm naturally strong and and I'm a good wrestler in my untrained way. Right. right which right. which a lot of people seem to like. So yeah, but at first like I didn't know what I was doing. I was jumping on people's backs and stuff and <laughs> <laughs> I never even wrestled with brothers or anything. No, no. That's... Or friends or you know, nothing. But then I learned the guys that I met with. You know, I tell them, I'd be like, listen, I really don't know what I'm doing. I will be happy to roll around with you. You know, if you want to teach me some things, cool, but you don't have to. Here's where we're at. And then I learned a lot. 
you know, through just through doing this. So that's and it's okay. pretty cool. So that's yeah. really, that's awesome. Now, like, what was the um, what kind of pushed you to to kind of step out? You were doing it with someone at first. What was was there a moment or a a thing where you're like, all right, I feel like I'm I'm ready or I'm I'm at least willing <clears throat> to try to do this on my own, like without someone else. Well, there were a few things. Um, I'm trying to. Her and I had a falling out, which you know okay. certainly spurred that spurred that along. But I think I was ready anyway. Um, so I'm trying. I'm trying to to remember back if I just got kind of pushed to do it because of the falling. I mean, her and I weren't really good travel buddies in the end anyway, and then had that big falling out. So. Once I started going on my own, I, I really, I, I've always liked doing things on my own as well. So, like, I've never minded going to a movie by myself, going out to eat by myself. So I knew once I felt comfortable, I'd be fine traveling by myself anyway, you know. And she was, her and I just had very different, like, in hotel rooms, like, bedtimes and all that stuff. We were just not compatible travelers anyway. Got so. you. <laughs> So I'm much better. I still really, oh, I, I'm cool with being with people some trips, but like I'm still much better on my own because I like to do my own thing. And then when it's dinner time, I like to decompress on my own because I'm yeah. hanging out with people all day while I do my sessions. And then I like to just, you know, chill, do well, my own thing. That's important to, to realize because um, especially knowing the ADHD part, like it's important to know like what – you like to know what helps you not burn out because even you people burn out on things that they love doing too like it doesn't not it's sure. not just like the the administrative you know nine to five boring job that burns you out but it's the things that you might be passionate about but if you don't know what works best for you and it's not nothing personal no one's mean or anything it's just that's that's what keeps you decompressed and energized for what you do and doing it so well like it's important to know that yeah, yeah, because I definitely need to take my alone and my quiet time and my, you know, and I and I have to do that that now too, and even when not traveling, like where just my my brain can take a rest, you know, so I won't look at my phone. I'll take you know a day off or two from my emails. I mean, I just have to because otherwise that stuff is just floating around in my head doing circles, and it's not. I'm not productive anyway, you know. So no, I just I know my limits with that. But yeah. so now are role play types of sessions the most like requested ones that you get? Like what what types of sessions are you like most requested or asked for? Um, it it kind of changes uh, really based on what I market myself for. So um, oh, yeah, and I get a lot of variety, which. Honestly, I don't really have one favorite. Um, well, I could say role play is my favorite because you can really throw role play into anything. I can throw role play into semi-competitive wrestling, you know, so I can throw role play into everything. So I guess that would be my favorite. Do I get that requested the most? Not necessarily. Um, probably right now I'm getting a lot of semi-competitive but I've gone through periods where I've got a lot of face sitting. Um, I do a lot of scissoring. Um, 
what's another really those are kind of the big ones that I get kind of overall and have been for a while I was getting a lot of competitive competitive like in the beginning okay um not not the beginning beginning but as I got going there that was really rough on my body I, can I started charging that. a little more for competitive because, yeah, because I went into this too without training, without like preparing my body for it. So like I was running and I was getting exercise at work because when I started this, I also worked at Costco too. So I was like uh-huh. stirring big bats of like, I was working in the deli. I was stirring big bats of mac and cheese. Like so I was working my muscles, right? But like... <laughs> I have a friend who is a physical therapist or a sports therapist and he trains athletes or he gets athletes ready for like the season, like college athletes. Oh, wow. And he was like, he was so mad when he found out that I went into this without doing like, without seeing some kind of physical therapist and getting like my core muscles ready. He's like, no, not the ones you see. He's like those inner muscles that you need to prevent yourself from injury and stuff. So I went really hard there in the beginning with a lot of competitive. I was I was saving up. I was when I was doing a lot of traveling in the beginning, I was saving for something very important, so I worked myself really hard. I actually caused a lot of like nothing no back injuries basically, nothing specific that like, oh, I hurt my back this day, but I know I did some damage not not preparing myself and going a little hard. So it's good. I don't get as many of those types anymore, but I still like, like if I go too long without any kind of competitive or semi-competitive, I'm like, where's my competitive and semi-comp guys. I need some like wrestling exercise here, you know? Yeah. You need that variety. Yeah. I need a variety, but I, I pretty much get it. You know, like I said, we can throw role play into anything. Now was face sitting, because obviously, like you said, like the wrestling ones, you you kind of had to like learn, like because you didn't know. Was face sitting? Was that one you were like, okay, like that's not wrestling, and like at least now I, I've never, I've been the the receiver of it, never done it, so it's mm-hmm. like I don't know. Maybe it, is it harder than like to than like people think? But was that something that you were like, okay, cool, like that's not a wrestling thing I have to learn like I can incorporate that like boom right away um no believe it or not there is there is a little bit of a technique to face sitting <laughs> interesting not, yeah, well not I mean not really but yes yeah, so I still remember this this girl um who she was just starting out she she does really well now but when she was just starting out like in the very beginning she asked me, she goes, so how do you, like, correctly face it? Like, what is face sitting? What is forward? And what is, like, backwards? And where exactly on their face do you sit? And what do you do? And I was pretty new at the time, too, honestly. And I hadn't had a whole lot. Like, when I started out, I was 155. Mm-hmm. And my weight fluctuates a lot. So, like, I don't know. That also changes the face sitting. So my ass was a lot smaller at 155. I'm at like 180 right now. And I've, I've gotten up higher than that before. But, um, or yeah, in the past, but like, yeah. So in the beginning I didn't, I didn't get as many, but I did get some and, and yeah, we were both, we didn't know. I was like, well, that's a good question. I don't know. The girl, the girl who got me into this did all kinds of face sitting and she never really told me. 
So, yeah, there. I mean, as far as like <laughs> positioning and to like make it fun and sensual and you know keep it fun and naughty without breaking the rules. So there's a little bit to it, you know. It's it's. I don't know. It just the more I did them, the role play definitely helps with those and feeling like comfortable with that. Oh, and, you okay. know, knowing knowing what people like and and what I like and. It's not as, it's not, I mean, my, my earlier face sitting sessions were probably a lot more boring than the ones now because I just kind of like sit down, you know, and I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of like sit there, you know, and now I'll be like all sensual. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to spread my cheeks on your face. You know, I'll be like saying things and I'll be like, I do a little, I'll be like, you're not allowed to move, but I can move all I want, you know, like keep your mouth closed I'll say that but I'll be like I'm gonna move I'm gonna bounce like before I didn't do any of that I was just like up and down until they tapped and yeah it's kind of bad for my early face is that now is that something like for I for like for face sitting but for any of this is it kind of like did you have to like watch like did you talk to someone about it or like like ask other people or did you kind of like watch other videos that's why like the videos are cool for me is like ideas come into to play of like oh like maybe you try like how did you kind of like get better to see like instead of like at first you kind of just went up and down to kind of like learn how to like mix <laughs> it up and stuff like were you told or did you have to watch right i think i just i i don't know it i didn't like purposely try i think i just i would see clips a lot so like on my twitter feed like i would you know, click on clips of it and I'd see little bits. So I guess I learned that way. Um, and, and then just kind of like feeling it out and just kind of like, I don't know, a lot of the stuff that I, that I have wound up evolving in my sessions over the years have just kind of have happened from me just kind of relaxing during the sessions and, and, just kind of feeling it out while I'm there more than anything along with those little clips. So like, I felt like I couldn't really get a straight answer because I did kind of ask somebody about that after that girl asked me the question about how do you do correct face sitting? (laughs) I think I did ask somebody and they did kind of tell me like where you're supposed to be positioned, but then I don't know, like it might've gone in one ear out the other, you know, as often does. So like, I don't know. I just kind of like relaxed and kind of went with, what seemed sexy and kind of used, I think, I think also having the, in the back of my mind, kind of watching those little clips that I'd see on Twitter and, and stuff like that. No, absolutely. And is that's cause you know, we always, you always hear about the nervousness of that guy who's knocking on the door for a session or whatever, but like what I, I'm sure maybe at time, maybe after a while it doesn't happen as much. Or maybe it does mm-hmm. if you get a first-time person. I don't know. But what kind of help helped slash helps if it still comes, like, the nervousness, you to kind of, like, relax, like you just said, and, like, kind of, like, feel it out, like, and not be as nervous? Um, The type of nervousness that I get now is different than in the beginning. So, like, in the beginning, I was always nervous that – I just wouldn't know what to do, right? That they're going to want wrestling and I'm not going to be as good of a wrestler as they want. Or yeah, I don't really worry about that stuff so much anymore. 
Um, I've never really worried too much about my safety for various reasons, some real good reasons and some maybe just not, maybe I'm just a little naive, but, uh, as far as I, I still get a little bit nervous every time. Um, and I don't exactly know what that is. Maybe that's just my personality. Um, not knowing what to expect, especially if somebody's brand new, but I've had mostly great experience. You know, what helps that is if I can, the more relaxed I am, I think a lot of it is, is I'm always like rushing. I try not to book people real closely because I like to, I like to relax when they come in the door before we officially start our session and chat for, you know, at least five minutes so that we can both decompress before we get into stuff. Um, and if I can, if I can be relaxed and feel like I have time to get ready and I have time to set up my room, if I'm rushing, that's what, that's what makes me nervous more than anything. My nervousness is that like, I'm not going to be ready for this person. Um, I don't get as nervous about the sessions anymore. Sometimes, sometimes just a little bit about someone coming in the door and not knowing what to expect, but it's not too bad. And then, of course, as soon as somebody walks in the door and we start talking, that just goes away right. every time. No, I, 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 that makes total sense. Because it's so interesting because, like you said, it is a business for you, so you want, you know, good reviews you want people you want people who want to be like okay well next time you're in the area i want to i want to see you again and and all so it's like you know it's always like trying to show like people who are listening like the other side like you know because it's i think some people maybe don't realize like you guys are human too and you guys have nerves emotions ups and downs and it's it's an experience for you guys as well every time like so it's 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 always cool to hear that and to hear like okay like yeah because I, I still get nerve but it's not the same as like when I first did it back in 2012 but I get mm-hmm. nerve but it's more of a nerves of like excitement you know like it's still but like right. I, I want to do it like it's not like you know um like when like I have like my my job and I'm like oh man it's gonna be a long day and so many meetings <laughs> like I meet with my boss and then I'm right. like. You know, if they gave me a call and said, like, the power went out of the building, like, no work today, I'd be like, yes, like, that's great, like, you know, because, like, relief, like, I don't have to do it. But, like, even, like, doing a session or doing podcasts, like, I might be, like, like I get nervous for every podcast I do, but um, mm-hmm. if, like, they cancel, I'm like, or someone can't do it, I'm like, oh, okay. I But, like, disappointment because, even though I'm nervous, I want to do it. There's excitement, like, there's, like, I hope it goes well, but, like, I still am, like, eager and excited to do it so i think it's a good thing that like you still get those nerves to an extent like before you set yeah for sure and i try to and i and i actually too think about you guys as well being nervous coming in the door for some reason not that i want people to be nervous but i think about your because i've heard that before like the nervous excitement and that seems to help a little bit too um I don't know. I think I think the type of nervousness that I still get now, even though it's it is very mild, I think it's more just I do have a tiny bit of like social anxiety, even though I don't come across that way. And I don't know what like once I get talking to somebody, I'm totally fine, especially once they're in the room with me. Um, but I guess it's just a little bit of it lingers before they come to the door. 
I don't know what it is. <laughs> kind of like before I talked to you, yeah. I was nervous about this podcast, and now that we're talking, I'm like, well, no, except I, when I lost when I lost my train of thought, I panicked inside. That made me very nervous. <laughs> no, no, no. no, I I get um, it's funny. I don't know if it's the ADHD. I I know what you mean. Um, like I I get I was nervous talking to you. I get nervous before all these, like just because yeah. like. It's like you know you're gonna like I know like oh my end I'm like all right I'm always like the always like be respectful and considerate and like but like sometimes you're like well some people just don't click as much so I'm like well we not click will, will we click I don't know like will it be a good convo and the same when I do like a session sometimes like it's right. funny because it's like level like the first time I meet somebody it's that same thing of like. Oh man, well you know I've seen them on videos or I've seen their clips and they seem really like I kind of like I have an idea of their persona, but like will it click? Will I be like okay, like whatever? And it's funny even afterwards, like if it's a great time and I see that person again, I'll get in my head and being like, was it just a one-time thing? And now it like is it the real deal? Because I I, totally relate. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I'm just like uh, this may be corny, but like. I, as, like, someone who's, like, you know, going into doing the sessions, I want to be, like, that session wrestler. Like, when they come to that area, like, they're excited to see me, too. Like, they know, like, they're right. going to have a good session with me. And, like, you know, there's, there's that good it. rapport. So I'm like, all right, well, is this the real deal? Like, it felt good to me, but did it really feel good to them? Are they just saying that? Like, I'll get in my head. And then, like, right. it's always fine. And, like, there's so many people, like, yeah, like, I had multiple sessions with multiple sessions, and it's a great time, but I'll be like, oh, man, well, it's been like a year and a half since she's been here, so has time, <laughs> has time, has, like, does it change? Has she changed? Have I changed? And, you know, like, is it going to be at? Like, I don't know. And, like, oh, like, I kind of wanted to try something that we haven't done before, but will she think that's weird because it's throwing – like, I, you play all these little things in your head, and then – Usually, like, it's fine, but it's just, I, so I get it, it's that, that social anxiety, like, like, I, you know, and I'll that's tell myself, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, that's what you know, because I'm like, logically, I'll say, like, I shouldn't be, like, um, I'm like, I've sessioned with this person three times already, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why am I doing, like, I shouldn't do, like, she knows who I am, she remembers, she's, hey, all right, blah, blah, blah. but I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't know, but it just, it, it happens. I, I totally get that. Right. That's cute. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. That's cool to hear that from your side. Oh yeah. It, it, it It's yeah. Yeah. Cause you're just like, I hope it, I, and that, that kind of goes with the, uh, with doing these too. Sometimes I'm just like, uh, I, I like Jen, Jen Thomas, she just came on again. Like she's been, we've been so cool. She was one of my first sessions back in 2012, right? And we've, oh, cool. we've stayed in, even like in the times that we haven't, we've stayed in touch and email. But like when she came on like a few weeks ago, I'm like, and I just, it was funny. I just saw her like a month earlier and she came to Philly in a session and we had a great time. But then I still get that like, all right, well, that was in person. Now it's through audio. Will I, will it still right. will it sound like that connection or she can't see my face? So, well, she misunderstands something. I, like, I, I totally get it. And then, like, it's, like you said, once you get going, like, it's fine. Like, yeah. it, pretty quickly. But at first, it, like, these thoughts just kind of, like, start going. Yeah, that whole overthinking. Mm-hmm. That whole overthinking thing we no. let ourselves. I get more like that, like, more like what you're saying exactly when I 
get with other girls to work with them. Oh. I kind of read read into that or I'll work, <laughs> or I'll work with them and I'll feel like it was really cool and like we had a really good um, rapport and then I'll leave and I'll be like I wonder or like there was somebody somebody that I that and I don't I, I don't want to like talk about about anybody or negative so like I'm not going to mention these but there was somebody that I worked with that like I knew it was a bit tense, right? Mm-hmm. But when we were in there, and I was nervous to do it because I knew there was some tension between us and there was going to be. But when we worked together, it was like it wasn't there and it was real comfortable. And I was so nervous ahead of time and I got in there and I brought um, one of my guys I session with to help us with some videos. And it's somebody that I know really well. We drove up together and we walk out of the room and I'm like, you know what? I was like, that wasn't so bad. I was like, I don't know what I was so nervous about. They were so cool to work with. And then I said, eh, well, they're probably talking shit about us right now, but <laughs> it was so cool to be in. Like, it felt good when we were in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I know the reality, but, you know, as long as it wasn't uncomfortable while I was there and, you know, all was professional, then it's okay. No, I can absolutely. talk about me afterwards. I'm at that place in my life where, like, I can deal with that. Right, right. No, absolutely. It's, it's... not everybody has to like me. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I, and it's the truth. It's um, yeah. It so I, I can imagine like that. Like that's true. I never, I didn't think about that part. Like, because uh, there's, I think about the other element. Like, you know, from doing a video to a session, where a session there is, but there's no one. You're not being recorded. So there's just that, all right, just me and this person. But then with a video, there's, you know, I've talked to Hans about it and stuff. Like, there's these other elements, and it's, it's, there is that performance you have to give that's different than doing a regular session. And right. sometimes people on this end, like on my end, don't understand that. Like, it's, there's, a lot of guys will, will say, like, oh, yeah, I could be in a video, no problem. But it's like, well, it's not, it, there is a difference. They're just, you know, paying for a session or being that guy that performer in in the video right so it's definitely it's it's interesting yeah the videos and even like though i love the acting i still get more nervous for videos maybe it's because i don't do them as much or but because i know it's permanent and i don't do like i i can get pretty ocd with things but with videos especially when i'm doing them with another person they don't like, if it was just me, I would do, like, multiple takes if I mess something up. But usually when doing it with somebody else, you kind of go with whatever happens. Right. <laughs> so, like, they're not going to do another take unless it's something big, like, that we really mess up. So, yeah, those still make me pretty nervous. Now, there's, like, I know you have an OnlyFans page. I do. Does the nervousness, like, go, is that a little bit different, like, doing that? Is it better Definitely. Or it's easier because my OnlyFans is really laid back and so the the I don't feel the need to have everything be as perfect on there because for me, I feel like with my OnlyFans, I kind of want it to be more more relaxed, more like, hey, this is the real me you're getting. Um most of what's on my own well, there's a mix of things. There's some there's a lot actually of videos that I've done with other girls or guys but there's also a lot of like my sessions on there 
So you get the real me joking around during sessions. Sometimes because it's sessions, the camera's not set up real great, you know, like the, our heads are getting chopped off sometimes. So I just want to put up, you know, I've, I've kind of scaled back what I'm putting on. I was posting every day. Um, and then my kind of, my family situation changed. So I'm not as, as able to do that anymore. Um, cause I don't have as much to put up on there. I don't have the time to give to it that I used to. Right. But it is really nice to just be able to put just more casual stuff up there and even stupid. Like I'll pull up like silly little clips that I think are cute or sexy that, you know, I did a while ago that I'll see. I'll be like, oh, somebody will like that. Or like, you know, Mutiny sent me some video that her and I did when I was up in Canada with her a little over a year ago that we were just like in pantyhose playing footsies. And we just threw that up there, you know. So that's a lot less intimidating because it's so off the cuff and, no, you know. That's, that's awesome. And you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned, because that's where I first, because Mutiny was the first session I ever did. I love her. Yeah, and so she's always, she was always, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, back my first session ever. She was the first session wrestler I ever really saw, like back when, like, YouTube finally came out. And I had mm-hmm. this, like, I knew, like, but I couldn't tell anyone. Like, I liked, like, session. I know I didn't even know the term for it at the time. I just knew, like, back then I was into it, but, like, how, how do I share it? Then YouTube came, and I see, like, I would type in, like, mixed wrestling or women wrestling, and Mutiny popped up on YouTube. And she was the first time I, so then I went and, like, found her website, and that's kind of, then I saw, like, Session Girls and Jen Thomas, but it was like mutiny. So she was my first session back nine years ago, and it was it was that's awesome. So, cool. so and yeah. that's where I saw you for the looking up mutiny, and I saw like the videos that you did with her. That's where I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was fun to work with. She's one of my favorites. No, that's awesome. That's really yeah. yeah she's she's, she's great. so cool. So cool. She's great. She came. She came at like nine a.m when I was in Canada and I mean, she's so laid back and fun and just a real person and nice and genuine and just everything that she seems right. But she works hard. So like she came at 9am and we worked straight through, but it wasn't stressful. Like we weren't rushing necessarily, but we stayed on task. It was just perfect. We worked straight through till like 2am. I want to say, Oh, from 9am to 2am. Yeah, like, we took breaks. We went out and we got dinner and stuff. Um, yeah, maybe it was a little earlier than two. But it was a long time. Like, we, we were together. And that was great because we got some great videos. And those videos have sold. I don't know how they did for her, but they sold really well in my store. So That's awesome. And she was just a blast to work with. I would recommend her to anybody. We had a really nice chemistry. I mean, she seems to have a nice chemistry with everyone I've seen her work with. But... She's real cool. No, she's, yeah, she, like, like you said, it's just a real down-earth person. And it was, yeah. one, like, um, I could not have asked for a better first-time set or a pers- better person to do it with than her. Yeah, like, it, no wonder you got hooked. Yeah, it was just, like, and it's not, it's the obvious, for those who know, like, Mutiny, like, obviously she's very attractive, but it wasn't, it was how attractive her personality was. Right. And it was like the connect. What I, you know, because you go into, especially I was younger than, you know, I was 23. 
And so I mm-hmm. was like, uh, you know, that self-esteem thing of like, well, she's you know going to be nice. Like, I, I'm going to be nice to her. Hopefully, you know, cool and nice to me. And then it was like, oh, connecting on that vulnerable like level was like, wow, like, I would have never have thought that. You know what I mean? Like, and right, so, like, and it was way that that's where it like was like so like awesome was like, oh, it made some dude like who thinks you know and i still think this as a joke but like you know face for radio like made like i felt like yeah i could talk to this person nope like it was like the coolest thing and then it was like at 11 a.m and so sorry for people who have heard me tell this before but like 11 a.m to 12 30 was the time was supposed to be scheduled and wound up spending the whole like and she asked me like we were there for hours just talking and then That's cool. she was like, can I ask you something? And I was like, sure. And I'm like, oh, we're going to try some move. And she's like, I love TGI Fridays. We don't really have them up where I'm at in Canada. Do you want to go to dinner with me? And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, That's really cool. And like, we walked to TGI Fridays and had dinner and kept it talking. It, and, and it was really all, it kind of reminded me what you said, like how you spent like that day. Like, it was like you spent the day together. And I'm like, this is really yeah. cool. Yeah, she is cool. No, that's and awesome. sexy, sexy as fuck. Yes, yes, very <laughs> much so. Very much so. No, um, and for someone who kind of is like shyer, like she has that part to her. Yeah. Um, she embraces that. Like she can turn into that like sexier side. Like it very very well. Right. Like it comes out. I was like, okay. Right. No, so definitely no, no. Um, I hope to to talk to her and see her again soon. So, yeah, I was gonna say you need to get her on your podcast. I want to. I want to. We we stayed in touch, but I, I um throughout the years. So trying to to get her to come back on. So absolutely. Yeah. No, no. So let me just ask this though: like, what led you to kind of start the OnlyFans? Um, I don't know. I was trying not to like. I wasn't sure how good it would be. Like, I really didn't want to do it. I saw everybody else doing it, right? I didn't know much about it. Um, I thought it sounded like something that would be fun to do, but I wanted to make sure um, when I did it, I wanted to be able to commit to it and put stuff up every day. Um, And I didn't want to do it until I was prepared and ready to do that. So I waited a bit to do it. I got mine up Oh, probably at the beginning of this year. But then, like, I so, so I started out like that. And then, like I said, kind of life, life kind of changed for me all of a sudden. But, I mean, that's been fine, too. I just went in there and I kind of changed. I changed in my description, you know, from posting every day to not and uh, stopped promoting it as much because I certainly don't want to do any false advertising on there. But I figured, you know what, I've been posting, like, Sometimes oh, it's, it's kind of hit or it's kind of hit or miss, but um, it does okay. You know, it brings in a little extra every week, and and I might get to to posting more stuff again too, and then I'll you know change up my advertising on that. But I like it. I had so many ideas for more stuff that I wanted to do with it too, so I might start doing that again as well. It depends on kind of kind of playing things by ear right now as far as where I go with things. And I like the whole concept of it, though. I like being able to connect with my fans on that level. It's hard for me to stay in touch with people. It's, it's especially as, as I've gotten, 
you know, I'm, I'm doing more just local, less travel. Um, I'm taking more days where I don't do work and I'm not even answering emails as much now. So, um, it's going like, and getting DMS through both Twitter and Instagram. Like I definitely talk to people, um, through OnlyFans. So that's a nice way to, to stay connected with people. Um, it's not every day, but it's kind of, um, but I do answer all my DMs on there and I don't know, it's fun. I've still got some really good ideas to do if, if I am able to get on there more and okay, I kind of, I like the, I like the, uh, casualness of it. I see some people don't do it quite as casual, but I don't know, kind of bring them into my everyday life would be really cool. No, like, I don't know if they'd like that or not. I think the people, I, I honestly, this is just, I'm just one person, but that's kind of why I like doing the show because to show that connection, that relatability too, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's, that's just me. I, I, I don't, I don't have any numbers or like facts, but that's just, well, besides like the podcast and like people seem to really like the podcast so far. Thank you, everyone listening. Um, but it's, um, no, I think that'd be really cool. And, and that kind of wanted to, are there types of sessions or it could be videos that like, kind of like, you know, you're similar to me. So you like variety and trying different things. Like, are there types of sessions or kind of like clips that you want to try that either you haven't tried enough, you haven't done enough of, or you haven't tried at all that you want to explore more? Um, as far as clips or sessions, I really would like to do more. I get a lot of requests for lift and carry. So my lift and carry limits are very low because I did some damage to my back over the early years of doing this, but I do also enjoy it. So I would love to do, especially with my height and my strengths and the look that I have, I would love to find some smaller people. Like I recently did a lift and carry video, which I'll be putting on my OnlyFans soon with Constance. Okay. And it was fun because she's, she's just like a little over a hundred pounds. So I could like swing her this way and that or <laughs> above my head. I feel like in the one picture I got... I'd love to find a small guy around me that I could work with and just like, I'd love to do more of that where I could do some, I need somebody smaller to protect my back. Um, and, yeah. but I would love to just, do, I would love to do more of that stuff because it, I, I think people would love it and I would have fun with it. I don't do a lot of it because I can't find somebody, you know, it's, it's hard for me to even necessarily find girls to work with that are that small. Or I would love to have more girls come to town. Um, I know, like, when Feisty Feminista came to town, her and I got tons. Like, people like to see me work with the bigger girls, too. Right. right. So I don't get as much work usually when girls who don't have my look come to town or when I when I advertise customs and stuff with them but like feisty and I oh my god we got so many customs and we did great together and we had so much fun so like I'd like to do more stuff with with girls my size you know so maybe some more some more stuff like uh, maybe some giantess stuff would be cool yeah I think 
you know, that kind of stuff. So I haven't really tapped into those markets, I think, as much as I could. So that'd be kind of cool to do some stuff like that. No, now, because for, because a lot of times you see people who do lift and carry, they have, like, there's, is there like that, maybe, I don't know if you've figured it out yet, like that weight limit of, like, for either a, a woman or a male you would want to work with in your area, like, where you're like, this is where it's a good limit where I can do things for like the videos and it won't hurt my back. Like, do you kind of have, I mean, the smaller, the better. Cause the smaller they are, the more I feel like I can throw them around and I really want to be able to just like, <laughs> you know, like swing someone around. That's like my vision of it. But I mean, um, as far as like lift, uh, I mean, I'd say like, 140 like no more than 140 probably as far as that goes but like the smaller the better if i could get a guy that's like 120 that'd be sweet well because i kind of asked that because it was in the conversation i've been having them on air and off with like hans and and the one interview i recently did with jen thomas about like guys being like there's a room on like session girls for like guys to say hey i'll be in your videos and i'm in this area or you know you can like reach out and talk to them and they say what they're good for so they'll say like i, I can be good for lift and carry videos or face sitting video whatever the case and you can like hey bring them in because like i think because I, th- I don't know guys kind of do wonder like how to get into videos sometimes so i think like, true that'll be like cool like because you never know there could be that guy who is like in their area like or not maybe not so far maybe he's like an hour away and it's not that hard for you to get to him or him to get to you who will who maybe might be in that video right well i do get i do get emails of people that want to be in videos i haven't gotten an email from somebody that that really meets those Specifics. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I could kind of, I mean, I could put it out there and maybe then it would be, you know, that I'm looking for that. It's an idea. I mean, it might, might help. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, cause I've yeah, always... just recently come up with this, you know, as, no, after no, I did that sure. distance, after I did that video with Constance, like that was a lot of fun. I was like, I'd love to be able to do that some more. And I think it would, you know, I don't know. It'd be a cool way to do the lift and carry, even though, you know, my weight limit for sessions is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so it's so bad. So I'm like, oh, sorry. I used to have a higher weight limit and I did. I really messed up. And I think more so than maybe even doing the, the competitive wrestling, what messed it up is I gave, and this was so cool. This was such a fun session to do, right? But I didn't realize it would cause this damage on my back. I gave some people horsey rides. Oh, so I had two sessions, I had two sessions in a row and it was in, I think it was in Chicago. It was a few years back too. And I had these, both these guys were like over 200 pounds and I carried them on my back, like on my hands and knees. And I thought, this is fun. This is like, talk about variety, right? I haven't done this since, you know, forever giving someone a horsey ride. And they're like, (laughs) they're like, having me arch my back and they're slapping my ass and like giddy up. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, definitely, people want to know like some of the weirdest stuff I've done, like whatever weirds relative. Right. But I Absolutely. think that's the type of stuff they're looking for. And so I'll mention that. Well, that's definitely unique, right? You haven't heard of that. 
I had so much fun. I had so much fun doing that. But yeah, like I, that, I think that was maybe what did me in because it was after that I was in the car driving home, pretty much crying. It hurt so bad. Who would have thought it, right? But yeah, but that it, was that was. Yeah, fun. it makes sense. I I I get that. It does. You don't think about it, but it does make sense. Like the the wear and tear can kind of put, and that, that's kind of sometimes what I've thought about. I don't know, because I know, like, in the pool, like, it doesn't do as much, like, on your back. And, like, right. you can, like, lift people who are heavier oh, sometimes. Do a pool thing, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sometimes. Because I've seen, like, a couple people do a little bit of that. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because I always am a big fan, but I'm, I like to lift and carry the person. Which I don't know how that translates to, like, sales, but I'm a thicker dude. So I like to, like, lift like okay uh, cool so, so like people like i remember i met christy etzel she was like this is really awesome like 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 you i'm used to always having to lift somebody you you want to lift me i was like yeah i i like lifting yeah so she was oh like, sweet so she every was once like, in a while i've had someone do that to me and it's fun yeah so she was like okay and she was traveling with i forget who with somebody but i just sessioned with her and so what we're doing you know she was like, do you mind if I call my friend and I'll give her part of my money, but like you could lift her? And I was like, if she's down, cool. So then like her friend came up who she's traveling with and I wound up lifting her. And it was like, so sometimes I thought like, yeah, like the pool, cause like the pool does help with that. Like, yeah. like just as someone who likes to do it, even like my personal time with like friends, like there's like women who are like, you know little thicker and like in the pool like it wasn't it was easier than like outside of the pool too so i was kind of sometimes i like to think of like things like that just like different ways i don't know how that would translate into sales or anything but i'm like oh i think you know it's a way to like make it easier at times right i've done that for fun just 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 for fun before but i never really and i think i did at the time think about maybe for videos that could be cool because it is, it's true. It's less. I like to have people on my shoulders in the pool. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're five ten, so people probably. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, they tower or the <laughs> ocean or something. <laughs> yep. Yep. I like because I'm like this. I think there's still. I don't get me wrong. The, the styles of videos and sessions we have now are great, but I'm like within like you know whatever that person's. But I'm like I still feel like maybe that's the ADHD mind I have like. What's that different way that's like, oh, people haven't done that yet, or people haven't tried this, either a clip or a type of session. Like, I kind of always, like, I, that's like a goal of mine, is like, to get like a session in like a like a water, like a pool kind of a thing, or like, and see how that plays. I haven't done that yet, like. I've been waiting for that. I want a session in the hot tub. Yeah. I want to do a hot tub role play in front of other people. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I have yet to have somebody want to do that with me, and I've done a lot of sessions. I guess they're like privacy, you know. Yeah, I but there's I mean. there's places, like, I know there's places here, but, like, you could get, and, like, you get, like, a whole, like, a suite and, like, a hotel, like, a hot tub and, like. Yeah, in your room. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I've thought about that, too. I almost did it. I didn't before, but Corona hit, but there's this dominatrix who's in what area like the havertown area like right outside of philadelphia and she was like going to get a hot tub and like i was like i've always wanted to do that she's like i thought about that but like we never you know haven't connected since like corona and stuff but 
Like, right. yeah. I, you know, it's a different things that I'm like, I don't know how they shoot, how they look, but, like, I know as far as sessions, I think it'd be awesome. Hell, yeah. I think it'd be good for both. No, see, we're coming up with ideas here. Look at that. Uh-huh. Changing I the game. A, I took a bath with some showgirls for a video, but that's different. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I no, need it's a still session cool. in a hot tub. That'd be sweet. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. See, look at that. Or a pool, something, the ocean. That'd be even better. I'd love to, I want to do, you know what, I'm thinking of, well, I'm most likely moving just to another place in my area. And there's more privacy there in the yard. And I'm like, I just said to my significant other the other night, I was like, you know, I wonder if there's enough privacy there to do like wrestling outside or like oil wrestling in the pool in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> like i think there might be i'm like that'd be sweet and then i'm like well i wonder what the neighbors are like you know because there are some neighbors i don't know how far away i drove past it yesterday i haven't even looked at the place yet in person but that'd be cool i'd love to do stuff outside i've got this creek in my area i'd love to like scissor somebody on rocks i've got all kinds of great ideas i just need people to do them with me and i need you know the privacy of that place to do stuff outside no, absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, cool. I don't really care if my neighbors see me, but um, not really. I mean, I don't want to get in trouble or anything, but I don't care if my, my neighbors already always think I'm weird. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever. No, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. This is, but this has been just so awesome talking with you. Yes, it has. This it's been really a good cool. time. Really cool. I'm yeah. so glad you, uh, you agreed to come on and it's, it's been great well thank you i agree i've had fun yeah no we definitely have to especially once those ideas start coming to life we gotta we gotta get you back on here and then get like the behind the scenes details of how they they happened and everything like that that'll be really cool hell yeah just let me know i'll come on anytime this no, fun. no and so um just want to make sure i plug so you're Tour, you're not doing tours you're kind of having so like in pittsburgh like you're doing sessions in your area right now i'm mostly local right now um i'm gonna start scheduling i just have to figure some out i'm gonna do some weekend trips um probably starting in july i have to figure those out um i'll do some weekend trips i'll post those on session girls when i have them figured out awesome mm-hmm. and your clips for sale page is the cat and chloe store Yes, it is called the Cat and Chloe store. And I haven't updated that in a while t- either. I've been mostly putting my stuff on my OnlyFans page, um, which is um, come to Chloe's, C-U-M. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might change that. I mean, it is a bit naughty. There's definitely some some naughty things on there that is not in my clip store. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of catchy. I was going with the whole Chloe Cummings thing. No, but there's that's that. awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. That's so awesome. So, yeah. no. So, everyone, that's where you uh, you catch the one and only Chloe coming. So, go to her OnlyFans. Go to her uh, Clips for Sale store. And if you're in that area or going through the Pittsburgh area, session with her and be on the lookout on her Session Girl page. So, in July, if she puts those, those weekend trips where if she's coming near an area near you like be on the lookout yeah for sure so 
Come Thank see you. me. Absolutely. So for the amazing Chloe Cummings, I'm D-Rock. Thank you guys for listening to After Hours Sessions podcast. Take care.